0: I am the champion, my friend. So I did it again. I pivoted. I recently took a position um, with the employee success team at my institution in human resources. Now I am 22 years into my career. And human resources, like that's what I want to do. And at first, I was scared, and I was like, "Do I?" All kinds of imposter syndrome stuff. Um, I was like, "Can I do this? Should I do this? Will I do this?" Again, at this point in my career, like I'm real comfortable. I have transferable skills within that can kind of lead me comfortably in certain positions, and. This position opened up, and I've said to you this, I've said this to you before. I could never answer the question that says, what do you want to do in five years? Because my real answer is I want to do what I love and love what I do, which you and I, Helena, have spent a long time discussing. And there's no title that guarantees that. Now, there are job descriptions that speak to me. And when I saw this job description, it spoke to me. And I said, why not? Hard stop. And then I've thought about how many times in my life I've just responded to an opportunity with why not? And instead of being Confused or in awe, and I'm proud. I'm not scared to take on something new. I'm confident enough that I can learn what I need to learn and bring what I know I bring to make a pivot work. And that, Reina, is the journey we're about to take on. And I'm so excited. Stay tuned. <sighs> So I want to talk a little bit about imposter syndrome. My littlest, who's seven, um, the other day he was in the movie room with my husband and I, and he says, you know, you have to make sure that you're confident, but you're not so confident that you don't think you still have things to learn. And so we just kind of let him talk through that a little bit. So, okay. And then he said, and, but then there's imposter syndrome. And I looked at him. I said, do you know what that means? And he said, yeah. And my husband says, what does it mean? And he says, it's when you're nervous. And I said, and why are you nervous? He goes, because you don't think you're good enough. Now, he's seven. And he gets it. In part he gets it because he eavesdrops on his dad and I and the conversations we have, or he's in the car when I'm driving to camp and I think that he's not listening when I'm listening to, you know, um Think Again by Adam Grant on on um on my like my car um, speakers and processing. He is listening. And also, I was fascinated by how he was able to just bring it down to its simplest form. You're nervous because you don't think you're good enough. Facts. And, you know, imposter syndrome is real. And as I'm closing in on my third week or the end of my, something like that. Um, in my new position, there have definitely been moments where I feel like, okay, I know what I'm great at and I know what I can do well. And how did I get here? Who gave me the, the, the who told me that I could do this? And every time I have that feeling, um, I just go back to... Looking for the spaces where I'm confident in what I know I bring, what I know I can do, where I know I'm strong so that I can use those things to help me approach, strategize, think about, attack, confront the things that make me feel to my son's words like I'm not good enough. And in those moments, I'm able to use that to say I am enough and I can do this because I have life experience. I have skills that brought me here and people that believe in me. And among those people, I have to include me who believes in me. Those are the things that help me address what my son says, being nervous because you think you're not good enough by understanding that I am good enough and I'm going to be okay. I just need to be confident in knowing what I know and also be humble enough to understand that I have a lot to learn and that's okay. Yeah, hard stop. So I'm about a month into my new position um, with the new pivot into human resources, and um, I'm, I'm trying to synthesize all the things that have come up for me over the last month or so, month or five weeks in a way that makes sense for this episode, right? And 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 I had mentioned kind of a little bit earlier, I had mentioned Adam Grant, who's an organizational psychologist out of the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. He, he has this amazing book called Think Again, and there's so many lessons in it when I listen to it. When I first introduced it in this episode, I talked about my son... My littlest, um, kind of eavesdropping on me listening to the audiobook and his take on it, and so I wanted to go back and 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 talk about some of the the takeaways that I got from it and how they've applied to the last few weeks um, hopefully in a way that's helpful and in a way that encourages you to go out and listen, read however you best um receive books um because it really was a a an important piece of the of of bringing everything that was happening in my life as I was as this pivot was presented to me um at the time and some of you know what um Adam Grant talks about is the, the the title of the book is Think Again. And what basically, part, he talks about this notion of exploring the power of knowing what you don't know, right? So discovering how rethinking can lead to excellence at work and wisdom in life, right? So basically, what Grant poses is that intelligence is traditionally viewed as the ability to think and learn, and also there's another set of cognitive skills that matter more, especially right now, which are the ability to rethink and unlearn, right? And um, so, that and that's so important when you think about how quickly things are changing, how. Um, technology. How just the way we experience things, the world, our world, change, shift, modify. Um, I I think about it professionally. I think about it personally, and I think about how important that is. Right, the this ability to rethink and unlearn, and it sounds simple, but it can be really tough. So. Thinking about that, stopping right there, I I think about the last mm, five weeks I'm going into this new role where I have a lot of the people skills that I'm confident in um, that are going to kind of move me through, but I don't have some of the like basic human resources skills. Um, now, those things are teachable, Right. And also there's some things I really need to unlearn in order to learn in a way that's gonna make sense for this new space that I'm in. And I'm in this new space, like two decades plus into my career. And yet still I have demonstrated a balance of confidence and humility in knowing how much I have yet to learn That has allowed me to walk into this space in a way that acknowledges that at times it feels like drinking water out of a fire hose and really overwhelming and all kinds of imposter syndrome funness and also pulling on the things that I know I already bring, that I've already learned, that I've already mastered that are going to help me as long as I'm nimble enough to understand that. I have to be able to use them in new ways, not necessarily in the ways I've always used them. So that's a lot. And also it's been really useful. So I wanted to to challenge anyone listening right now to really think about these notions of rethinking and unlearning in order to learn. One, they're hard. Two, I truly believe they're necessary 3 I truly believe in what Grant is posing that those that are able to unlearn and rethink are the ones that are really going to be able to propel forward where we are today. So I want you to think about that for a little bit. That's a lot. Um and loaded and also I feel like true and um useful. And I'm hoping you can take a look at where you are and how that might make sense for you. So just take a minute and think a little bit. This episode has been like five months in the making. It literally started July of 2022. And it is currently November of 2022, and it has involved my journey through and in um, to a new space, to a new pivot, with all kinds of things like that. I things that I've discussed, like imposter syndrome, and um, rethinking, and just. The things that have been helpful in the past four to five months, right? Um, And moving and growing through it. And one of the things I really want to be present in and to is this notion of thinking about what the work is. Recently, I was at a Women in Leadership Summit and one of the panelists talked about the work and she talked about this notion of considering when you think about a thought that you have about yourself, really asking yourself these four questions in order to really understand if that thing is true um, and what you're going to do with it. So the work consists of, let's say, for example, we talked about this notion of imposter syndrome. So on the one hand, okay, so let's pose imposter syndrome. The the work involves the first question, which is, is it true? Like, is imposter syndrome or whatever you feel, like, I feel like an imposter, like someone's going to figure out that I don't belong here. Is that true? That's number one. Once you answer that question, the second question is, do you absolutely know that it's true? And how does that happen, right? So do you absolutely know that you don't belong here, you don't have the skills to do what's required of you to do what it is that needs to be done to be here? Is that true? Once you've answered that question, the next question is... What does it look like when you believe those things? That you're not enough, that you're not, that you don't have the skills, that you are an imposter, that 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 you don't belong here. What does it look like when you believe those things? And the fourth, and I feel like in some ways, more most important question is: what does it look like if you did not? believe those things were true. How would you show up? So I want, I say that to you because over the last four to five months, there have definitely been moments where I felt all of those things. And what I can tell you is that what's helped me be successful is when I've answered that the thing that I thought was true, there's no way for me to absolutely know it was true. And I've explored what it would look like if i didn't belong, if I didn't believe that that thing was true and what i would what I would show up as, and then I show up as that thing, so I say that, and I know it sounds oh that sounds really easy, it's not easy, and also it's doable, and it's an inside job, and it's something that I can control i being me and I being you if you're in a situation or a similar situation. Um, And ultimately, it helps me understand that the way I perceive things is so powerful and also is super controlled by me. So if I were to perceive things in a way where I do show up, in a way where my skills are what brought me to where I show up and and that is what moves me forward that's a really powerful thing and that's the thing that i have control of so i say that because i have control of it but so do you reina and i think that if we hold true to that some real magic can happen what do you think